Hello and welcome to Better Construction with Sean McStay, the podcast where we discuss design and construction techniques, products, and details that lead to a better built environment. All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Better Construction. This week, I am happy to be joined by Taylor Nomura. Taylor is the owner and principal at Taylor Rako Design, a local design firm here in Vancouver, BC. So Taylor, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's, you know, it's been cool to follow you online with your YouTube channel and then your Instagram as well. So it's really cool to be on here. So thank you. Oh, of course. Well, I appreciate that you follow me. That's always nice to hear. But uh, yeah, no, I'm excited to to learn a little bit more about you and your company. Uh, and also, I know you have a bit of a, a unique approach to design as well, which I think mm-hmm. a lot of the listeners will find interesting. Uh, before we do that, though, maybe you can do a quick intro about yourself. Right. So um, my name is actually Taylor Nomura. My middle name is Reiko. So it is a Japanese name, and I really wanted to throw that in and really make that a part of who I am because. Um, my roots are very important to me. Yeah, where do I start? I, I've i actually had five years of customer service experience and then six years of event planning experience. And after I graduated from UBC a couple years ago, I realized that I really wanted to try something different. So I took an online quiz and I interior design kind of spat out at me. And I was thinking, you know, why? why not just give it a try? So yeah, I enrolled in like a course and I really liked it. So I continued on with my education and finished it. And with that, I launched Taylorica Design kind of in the middle of it as well. And then just, and then recently I've just been getting a lot of, a lot of good traffic. So yeah, it's, it's definitely been a road. It's been a journey, but grateful nonetheless. So. Awesome. Um, question I'm always curious about is design something you've always been interested in, or is this uh, something that kind of developed later on? Like when you were a kid, what did you think you were going to be when you uh, got older? So I guess like when I was a kid, I, I wanted to be an artist and my, my parents and my family, they would say, you know, they always want the best for me. And they said, Oh, you can't really make any money being an artist. So then it kind of made me shift gears. And then of course, you know, every, everyone, I feel like most people think about getting into the medical kind of situation because, you know, it pays well or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's really just not for me. But I also, also, um, I also thought about physiotherapy because I was very active when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But every time I always came back to something creative, like I always played with Lego and blocks and heck, if I was, if I was younger, I feel like I would have definitely been into like that Minecraft game. But um, yeah, I guess um, the big foothold into design was really when I took on event planning because it was it was about evolving a space that was pretty much temporary, but it was to really elevate and make someone's experience that much better, like for a wedding or you know Halloween or anything like that. So yeah, and when I got tired of it, I kind of looked for something more challenging, something that kept me involved and um, able to be social with people because that's something that I enjoy and something that is not always cookie cutter. Like it, it's different every time. So this is this is where I landed. Very cool. Well, yeah. speaking of challenging things, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you you 
got went to school and learned about interior design and then started your own company, which is, you know, scary for a lot of people. Um, what made you want to kind of branch out on your own instead of maybe going and working for an established firm for a few years and then kind of doing it? Right. So initially when I started my journey as an interior designer, I was pretty, I was still, I was still feeling it out because, you know, I feel like I just took a, like a few courses and I was open to doing some research while I was in school on firms that I might be interested in applying for later down the road. But I guess for me, when I was in school, it wasn't so much the, the different firms that kind of turned me off from a little bit from the industry, but it was actually school where we would learn um, different subjects, obviously in different lectures that were around three hours, and we'd be tested on everything. And then I remember there was like, I was in a materials course and um, one of the instructors told us, oh, you don't need to memorize this 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 part of the information and it just so happened to be the sustainable eco-friendly kind of lecture and I thought that that was I was taken back by it first of all because I like to be very aware of you know what how the world is how the industry is and how the industry is changing and and should be evolving and the way that I was being taught it at that time I I just didn't see my values didn't really align with the way the was teaching. So with that said, I really took a look and did some more research on the building industry. And I understand that it's one of the largest polluters in the world, same with the textile industry. And it's not something that made me want to turn away from it, but I wanted to provide a service that helped it along. You know, I understand that, um, you know, it's going to take a while because breaking molds is naturally, it's a It can be a little abrasive for some people that are already very established, but mixing in the sustainability as well as the luxury spaces is something that I hold very near and dear. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I guess that kind of leads into my next question then, which is, uh, you know, what would you say is your design brand? Like what's, what's, uh, what's your focus? Right. So I guess like my brand, I actually live by around three mantras, I guess you can say. But this is the three mantras that I guess I'll share with you are I hold very close to the Taylor Eco Design brand. And the first one is the quality. I feel like now when you purchase any sort of like, you know, appliances or or furniture or, you know, anything along the lines of, I don't know, anything that could be functional, a mm-hmm. lot of things don't really last as long as they used to. Yeah, totally true. Right. And so for me, you know, I've always I'd walk down the street and take walks with my father and we would see like new builds go up and then it feels like after three weeks, it feels like after three or four weeks, the, the house is already built and it's on the market and it's furnished and ready to go. And for me, no judgment on anyone who, you know, does that in a certain amount of time. But I know that I couldn't just, I need to put my best foot forward and, mm. and put the quality in my craft. And I know that if I was restricted to a certain time frame that was very, very short, I knew that I know that I couldn't do it. So it just made me question it a lot. So yeah, quality is one really big one. Luxurious sustainability. I actually went and did my own research and further educated myself in the sustainable kind of building industry. I've gotten into contact with a lot of different people, different contractors that that hold the same value as mine and tailor eco design. 
because you know those are that's your foundation. Of course, I understand that the design industry it's all based on what the client wants, but I also feel like a lot of clients have never been approached with that service. Like not a lot of clients, the people that want to make a design change to their home, are given that opportunity to seek the you know, eco-friendly, sustainable kind of services. Yes, it it might take a, we might need a, a certain budget for it, but at the end of the day, it's something that I just provide for them and make the, let them make the decision. And for more times than the less, they, they tell me that they'd like to go through with it. So yeah, that's the sustainable luxury. And also I feel like, I also feel like there's just an awful stigma between whatever is eco-friendly. Mm. I feel like people think that it's like, has to be very farmy and, hipster and bohemian but it can really be something really beautiful and modern which I want to shed light on and that's what my brand does and of course it's the traits what makes tailorica design different is I can work with contractors I have close relationships with many of them but also if the client wants to hire me I have a database of hand selected trades that I have personally spoken to and have relationships with all of them. And with that said, it really does what it really would help the client and it helps the client really trust you because from personal experiences, and I feel like any designer or contractor can say this, when you are invited into someone's space to make a reno, that's, that's pretty, that's, it's very humbling. It's a very humbling experience because you know, you're in someone's home, you're where somebody sleeps and they do all like the personal, like, you know, they're talking, their family conversations, all of that. And you are, they're giving you that privilege to work, work, work on it with them. So with that, I feel like there's always some sort of um, overwhelming feeling with bringing people on. And when you bring on a designer, a contractor and trades that have that bond already, they trust you. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Right. So, all right, perfect. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you talked a little bit about um, kind of your your design philosophy and your mantras, uh, and you talked also about what makes you a bit different. Uh, Maybe just if someone, you know, is considering, you know, that maybe they want to look for an interior designer, uh, what type of services does your firm offer? Because I know interior designer is one of those terms in our industry where uh, there's a wide variety of different types of interior designer kind of lumped under that term. Uh, So what all do you get involved with? What are the type of, what's a typical project for you maybe? I've been involved with a lot of remodeling, renovating. Um, I don't touch the staging part of it. I do a lot of furnishing and in some cases, some new builds as well. But of course, with those steps, it's always nice to already establish that relationship with the client because you need to understand what makes them tick, what makes them passionate, what, what they love. And so before I get into any of that, I always like to hop on a call and really like delve into that kind of side. But if they want something like a 3D render, a fly around video, a mood board, concept board, anything around design concept development, that's also something that I can do too. Okay. Yeah. And hand renders as well, because design is very visual and I approach material and take it in better when. I have something down in front of me, but if someone was talking at me, you know, or talking to me and just saying, Oh, this is what I want. I need like point A to point B be like, Whoa, (laughs) let's get a pen and paper. Let's like draw this out. (laughs) 
Okay. That makes sense. And I mean, I think a lot of uh, designers and people in that field are certainly visual learners. So that makes a, a bunch of sense there as well. Um, <laughs> Looking forward, what do you think, talked already a little bit about kind of design and uh, building things that are more ecologically friendly. Um, How far can you impact that, do you think, in your role? And what do you look for in a client when it comes to that side of things, kind of the better construction, green construction side of things? So, you know, I'm very real and aware of the situation we're in. You know, I feel like I'm one of the first design firms that really hold this as like a part of the the brand is something that we offer. Not none of it is forced. It's just something we offer. So of course, I feel like it's really just about starting that conversation, getting people intrigued and really understand that we don't need to be as destructive as the as the, as the industry has already been. Hmm, okay. We need to go about it differently. You know, like I know there are a lot of people that have already taken foot and started their business in that field, which, you know, on builders with Adam has been yep. doing amazing things. Um, Chop value with Felix. They're doing awesome and they're really climbing up the wall. And those are the people that I can relate to. And I know some contracting, some contracting companies hold that too. They, they have that value in terms of clients. I feel like I'm a relatively easygoing person. So I'm not one to be like, oh, like, you know, I'm going to like be picky and choosy that way. But for my team, I'm very, very selective because that's we're working closely together. If there's so many moving parts. We got to have that bond. But of course, with maybe with clients, transparency, if I answer your question. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I get towards the end of these episodes, I always ask two questions. Uh, the first one is kind of fun because you get a magic wand. Um, if you had that magic wand and you could remove any one misconception about better construction, about kind of environmentally sustainable design, what misconception would you want to take away from people? One misconception is that antiques are not always garbage. Okay. Because people can be very wasteful. I know I've seen some family members that just throw everything in the trash or whatever. And it's like, Hey, this is actually, this is actually really nice. And I know people that can use it. And so I've, I've actually, when um, my, my aunt, she actually gave me this really nice decorative bowl and it's stunning, but she didn't want it. And then I actually ended up asking my, um, my friend's mother who has an interior that I know would really showcase the bowl really well. And she took it and she uses it every day. So that's just something that I'd like to shed light on in the, in the industry. Yeah. hundred percent. I think that's uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that can be reused, repurposed, mm-hmm. um, you know, adapted to, uh, to, to a different situation. It makes, makes sense to me for sure. Um, the last question for me is a personal interest question. I read and collect a lot of books. And so if you were to recommend a book to someone personal or professional, uh, which one would it be right now? I'm going to say Becoming by Michelle Obama. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, Taylor, thanks so much for taking the time to be on the show. For everyone listening and watching, I'll put links down below to Taylor Rako Design on social media and their website so you can check out the stuff that they're doing. And with that, uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks.
Sean. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening to this week's episode of Better Construction. I really appreciate you taking the time to do so. If you have any questions for myself or the guest, you feel free to reach out on social media or on the website at uh, www.betterconstructionmedia.com. And with that, we'll talk again next time.